0: Welcome to Inside Independent Publishing with IBPA. I'm your host, Christopher Locke. I'm also the Director of Membership and Member Services. Okay, so many independent publishers feel like there's this great divide between them and the big five publishers. Um, And one of the biggest issues is access to various sales markets, such as bookstores, retail stores, and more. But the good news is that there are actually many ways that major publishers and indie publishers can work together to the betterment of both. Uh, One such way is through distribution. It can be quite difficult for any publishers to land traditional distribution, but some indie publishers have found a path through Simon & Schuster. So to discuss this and how it works on the podcast today, we have Simon & Schuster, Vice President of Publisher Services, Keith Perrin. Hello, Keith. How are you?
1: Hi, Chris. I'm doing well. Great to be with you. And thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, of course. Well, uh, one thing I wanted to make clear at the top is when we're talking about traditional distribution, uh, we're not talking about wholesale distribution. So we're not talking about like if you are... Like an author publisher, and you just put your book onto Ingram Spark or something. Um, we're talking about where uh, a sales team at the distribution, uh, as the distributor, actually sells your books to bookstores and such. Um, is there anything you wanted to add about that concept? That's a kind of simplified version of it.
1: Oh, sure. Um, you know, at SNS, we think of partnership as uh, really a dynamic agreement uh, between ourselves and our distributed publishers. Um, it's a lot more than sales representation. That said, I think our sales force, uh, is probably one of the best in the business. They continue to grow, uh, evolve and, and meet lots of, uh, different needs depending on the publisher. But in a formal sense, uh, what our partnership means is we offer, uh, sort of a suite of, d- of different services, warehousing and fulfillment, uh, customer service, financial reporting. Uh, as you mentioned, sales, but we also provide, uh, really, uh, fantastic uh, reporting tools and demand planning support, um, access to POS, uh, things like uh, databases like Bookscan to monitor the marketplace. Um, And more importantly, in an informal sense, uh, partnership means essentially uh, working with our our publishing partners through good times and bad. Uh, We're available for guidance, advice. Uh, We share best practices and really leverage each other's expertise uh, to deliver the best results,
0: and uh, you mentioned uh, POS. So, just for people listening, what is POS? Point of sale.
1: Exactly, it's point of sale data. It's a sale to a consumer uh, that's recorded by a retailer and then reported back to uh, services like Circana BookScan.
0: Yeah, and those are uh, we IBPA members do get a discount on access to Circana BookScan um, and places like that. Uh, but to be clear, it is not inexpensive. It is, you know, it's a, it's a very robust system. Um, and so, uh, but if they get distribution through you all, then it sounds like then that's included. Um, and they're not like paying some extra separate fee for that.
1: Yep. Uh, absolutely. It's included in our, in our partnership.
0: Awesome. Well, I'm sure there are a lot of any publishers out there that are like, Yes, I want this. Let's do it. So let's try to help them figure out uh, how the how process whole works. So um, is this something that they can sign up for? Like, do they go online and they're like they fill out some application?
1: Um, so it's not it's not really like signing up uh, for a service necessarily, or even a formal application. Uh, we go through, uh, there are ways to sort of make your, uh, make your case or present your business assignments Simon Schuster. I would encourage everyone, uh, to go to the Simon & Schuster distribution website. You can find it easily through Googling. Um, and we have sort of a, a questionnaire available there, uh, where you can share a bit about your business, your vision, what makes you different in the marketplace. Uh, from there, we essentially field those submissions and, uh, look for opportunities, Or for publishers that fill maybe gaps in our catalog, publishers that present uh, unique uh, IP or who have uh, something that we don't already necessarily have in our in our um, in our bag. Um, We will reach out and essentially go through uh, what I think is a pretty long process of getting to know each other. Um, Not every one of those conversations uh, sort of results in in a long term partnership. But they certainly do result in us learning from uh, from small and independent publishers out there in the in the um, in the industry, uh, and also uh, potentially developing a, a partnership that may go on for many many years to come. Um, I would equate it more to kind of like dating, uh, getting to know each other, but getting to know what your values are, uh, what your goals are, objectives from the partnership, what you would expect from a distributor, not. Not every distributor is the same culturally or even in terms of what services they offer. So it's really important before we get into any sort of long term partnership with the publisher that we understand on both sides what each uh, what each party can deliver. Um, And then and then, you know, we see where it goes from there.
0: Well, as we all know, dating always works out and it's really fun. So exactly.
1: <laughs> it is a really fun process, honestly, Chris. I enjoy the the process of of uh, getting to know all of these publishers, whether it ends up in a partnership or not. Um, it's a small industry that we're in, and um, it's really fantastic to uh, get a window into how folks are experimenting with publishing different formats um, leveraging different tools for marketing uh, to build a community. so it's it's really a fun experience getting to, to uh to learn more about who's out there and who's interested in partnership
0: yeah and and also that this exists at all i mean again there is you know you're on the um the big five side but i do think that indie publishers sometimes see that like there's this wall where they're like oh one day i want to be that successful um but i love that you all are actually finding ways to collaborate um and I do want to mention the that we do have the, the website. Um, and if you're watching the YouTube version, uh we'll put it on the screen, but it's Simon and forward slash SNS hyphen distribution. So uh, again, you can uh, look that up elsewhere, but that's that's the, the link. Um so you mentioned about this hole in your catalog. How do publishers find out, like, well, what are the holes in Simon and Schuster's catalog? Do you have like a list on your site that's like we're looking for books that are about mountains or something like that?
1: Yeah, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't necessarily characterize it as as being so simple as what are the holes. Um, as you know, and as many of your members know, the industry is dynamic and constantly uh, changing. Consumer interests are constantly evolving, um, and it's our jobs to sort of be ahead of that curve, to be looking into the future. Um, so you know, we're often uh I wouldn't say necessarily it's looking for holes as much as it's looking for opportunities that um enhance the catalog that may build it out, make it a bit more robust at a category level. Um for example, one category that we have grown in um significantly over the last few years is graphic novels. Uh, um and uh we we see that as a category that continues. To show opportunity um so there that's a a great example where simon and schuster isn't necessarily known for publishing graphic novels uh but it is an area that's you know we've become kind of known for as a distributor um we continue to learn to develop new retail relationships uh as we grow it's almost like a snowball in terms of how successful we can be in a category so um I wouldn't say that the door is closed to anyone in any category. We're kind of open to, to everything, given that the the, uh, the business, the marketplace continues to evolve.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, when people are filling out the application, they're going to want to know, well, are there things like that they, they've sold a certain amount of books or that they have certain connections with bookstores already? Things like that, that can help prove that they would be a good fit for you all um, so that, you know, we can kind of help guide them when they fill out the application. That's what you all are looking for.
1: Sure. I would say in your initial um, outreach to Simon & Schuster, it's important to uh, essentially get, tell us who you are, um, explain why you're unique or what what you're bringing that's different, even within the category that you might publish into. Um, we get into conversation we will get to conversations about maybe you know historical sales and things like that as the conversation evolves. But not everyone has historical sales. Um, so I wouldn't say that it's mission critical to include um, sales data or anything like that in your initial outreach. It's more about letting us know who you are, uh, what types of books you publish, who your authors are, uh, uh, demonstrate that you may have developed a uh, if you have a platform or your authors already have a platform, um, Simon and Schuster is fantastic at getting books out into the marketplace. We look for partners who know the consumer, who know uh, the readers that they're trying to reach or that they already have reached, and then we we help put books in those hands.
0: Okay, and then um, also in terms of uh, the the application, um, if they let's say they fill it out today, right? Um, what does that process look like in terms of when? You like first of all, do you do you? Um, you all are very busy. I'm sure you get a lot of applications. Do you have time to notify everybody who applies, yes or no, or maybe you just may not hear from you all, and then you're just like, oh, I guess I didn't get it.
1: Um, yeah. So we don't necessarily have a formal yes or no, thumbs up or thumbs down process, and that's mainly because to say no to someone uh in 2023, we may want to keep that conversation going that that um that door open for you know a few years down the road when your your business may be a bit more mature and and ready to take a leap to distribution so i wouldn't say that we ever really say no to anyone um in terms of a timeline it's it really depends on the publisher and the where they're coming from uh so it can t- uh, the the process of getting to know each other or dating if you will can um can take anywhere between a few months to several years um, of conversations Um, it often has to do with maybe how quickly you can move your inventory or how quickly you can um, uh, move on from a previous contractual relationship so uh it's really publisher to publisher on the timeline and um, I would say we are open to conversations with every publisher of every size. Uh, and we're, we're not necessarily in the business of saying uh, flat out, no, never to anyone.
0: And so you, if someone fills out an application, they, they will hear from you in some regard. Um, or I'm just, that's so the goal. I'm, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm just, because sometimes people, they are like, you know how it is with like a job and you're like looking for jobs and you're like, you put out a hundred applications and then you're like, you don't even, you're like, did they even see it? Like you just don't even hear yes. anything. And so sometimes, um, okay, well that's helpful. Um, cause it's also helpful that you talk to people. If you're not ready now, you might talk to them about, well, what eventually down the road, what may make you interested? Um, cause I know that's another thing that some people who apply for uh, distribution have run into before where they say, well, I don't even know what, what, what I didn't fulfill. Um, mm-hmm. so getting feedback is very helpful. Um, so, does sometimes when people you know are applying, we're kind of assuming that they don't have any distribution, but let's say they are already working with another distributor. Like is how how does that work where they um, is that OK if they apply and they're like, hey, I already am working with so and so. Are you open to then still looking at them or what, what's that process like?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, many of our publishers that we currently work with started at a different distributor. Um, Publishers, as they grow and evolve, will kind of decide. You know, maybe they've outgrown their distributor, their current distributor. Maybe culturally, they're not aligned. Maybe there are some challenges or issues. So, uh, we're absolutely open to discussing uh, distribution with folks that are are currently distributed. Um, you know, I also think it's a good idea to research to do your research. So, um, if you check out that Simon and Schuster website that you shared earlier, Chris, we have. Um, highlighted several publisher, many publishers that we currently work with. Um, it's pretty easy to do a little bit of sleuthing to see, hey, they actually transitioned, you know, from X, Y, and Z distributor over to Simon and Schuster three years ago or two years ago um, after being with that distributor for several years. So sometimes folks will go through um several relationships before they come to SNS and um, And you know, it's really interesting to see that evolution. Um, s is, I think, different from our, our peers in the market in that we're, we're known for a really high level of service, uh, strong retail and wholesale relationships, fantastic reporting. But um, most importantly, I think it's about uh, accessibility and flexibility. So Simon, culturally, is a place where, where the doors are open. We don't necessarily force our publishers into any box um, or to adhere to any particular way of going about their business. Uh, often publishers, we, we sign up with the publisher because we uh we are inspired or or fascinated by how they are successful at what they do. We don't want to crush that creativity. So when you come to Simon, again, we're super flexible um, and we're all about giving you access to kind of every corner of our business so that you can see best practices that that we might have in place. Uh, things that are working that sns does uh you actually we actually have titles that you can kind of uh, comp to within your own catalog um so there's lots of advantages i think to to our way of doing business
0: yeah that was something i wanted to ask about is that concept of so you all are publishers and you have your own books that you publish and then if you take someone on as a you're distributing their books as part of the contract like like You're not their public. You're not in, in, how do I put it? Like, you're not connected to them in terms of what they publish now, or do you talk to them about what they publish? Like, I'm interested what that, that relationship is. Um, because I think that some people, you know, like you said, they, they've, they're creative. They're doing their own thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but also then I'm interested. Are there times when then you do acquire them and talk to them about, okay, well, we actually want to bring you under our umbrella. Like, how, how does that whole thing work?
1: Sure. So to start with uh, sort of the first half of your question, um, we are a distributor. So we uh, pick, pack and ship books out to retailers, out to wholesalers around the world and domestically, obviously, but also uh, globally. Um, And we uh, are sales representation. So we're 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 uh, going in and meeting with buyers and. Uh, positioning books so that they can potentially be selected to be on shelves. Um, we are not getting involved in the editorial process uh, or particularly the acquisitions process, deciding what gets published. Um, I will say that uh, once a title has been acquired, publishers, our clients, will often come to us and ask for best advice on on positioning, on cover design, um, on on uh, what marketplaces make what sort of markets or channels make most sense for a book. Um you know down to format, uh when to go out in second format, all all kinds of like technical questions around making sure that uh a book is successful. Uh but the initial decision to publish lies with the publisher.
0: Okay. And then uh are there times when conversations have turned to that you you all say, "You know what, I think we make a good team like we would consider uh, you know acquiring you has that happened um what's that process like
1: sure well we like to think of ourselves as being a good team with all of our publishers Mm -hmm. um but uh you know acquisitions are always something that we're interested in uh and and thinking about and i i would definitely say that it's something that uh sns is open to um yeah if that answers your question it's Yeah. yeah
0: Um And then in terms of a distribution deal, how does it work? Uh, is it one year, two year? Like, uh, do you all at some point renegotiate at some time? Like, what's what's that process like of people when you all are talking about now you're distributing them?
1: Yeah, what I would say is, uh, you know, and this is kind of our philosophy across the board, is that um, one size does not fit all. So we don't have a standard length for uh, contracts or agreements. Um, they can be a range. Uh, it really depends on what the publisher needs, what the client is most, um, you know, what their interests are, uh, whether they want that long-term security or short-term flexibility. Uh, we're really, it's really not a one-size-fits-all. The, our agreements have a range of, uh, terms.
0: Okay. Um, and then, uh, in terms of, so somebody's right now, let's say they're on Ingram Spark. Um and their books are just wholesale and all that. Uh how does it work with um once they get a and this doesn't have to specifically be with some issues or just in general, like um how does it work with like the profits and or like what are the terms that generally happen where um you know the distributor now is taking a cut, you know, like that whole process of, you know, like, I don't know how detailed you can get, but um I think people are probably interested in like, you know. They make this much now and then if they sign with a distributor, th- this is that what they'll end up making.
1: Yeah, so I don't I, I can't get into the details of how we structure our contracts, mm-hmm. but what I would say is anyone who's interested in distribution shouldn't necessarily be thinking about what what a distributor might be taking off the top or or a distributor's what a distributor would be taking in terms of, of profits. It should, what the focus really is and the reason for working with a distributor is to grow profits, to expand distribution, to sell to more consumers, to sell more books. Um, so the, what I would say is anyone who comes to SNS uh, as a, as a client is going to see a significant expansion in distribution from, especially from something like an Ingram Spark um you will all of a sudden have thousands of units going out the door to different to to different uh retailers all around the world um and and that to some extent trumps any uh any potential fee that you might be paying Mm -hmm. to your distributor because the upside is just uh so significant it it really um it really supersedes the fee i think
0: okay great um and then in terms of I want to make sure that publishers who are lucky enough to get signed uh, set up the relationship successfully. So is there any advice you can give to them? Let's say they're hopefully getting signed. What can they do to then set themselves up so that they are the best partner to you all as a distributor?
1: Sure. So... um... If you are looking to to partner with the distributor, I think the most important thing you can do is be open to uh, new ideas, to open open to leveraging all of the advantages that your distributor may present to you. Um, and to some extent, to some extent, that means kind of being ready for that expansion. I just in distribute in, um, in reach that I just mentioned previously. Um, being, having a healthy company, uh, in general, having a company with a healthy cash flow, um, is incredibly important. Being prepared to take on greater risk than you may have previously, because as, as you know, Chris, and I'm sure many of your members know, uh, to ship, you ship more, more units, there's greater potential for returns. Um, there's, uh, there's just a lot more on the line when you're shipping to hundreds and hundreds of different account accounts um, and working with some really big retail partners like a Barnes and Noble or an Amazon or a Target. Um, there's a huge amount of upside, but you kind of need to be ready uh for that uh that adventure that that will ensue uh uh when you enter into a partnership with with a distributor.
0: Yeah, I know you mentioned book returns. I know that is something that. People can be blindsided by. Luckily, when they work with someone like you all, you prepare them for that. But I know mm-hmm. there are like some publishers who've, who've like gone out of business where suddenly they get like they didn't prepare to get that many returns and they didn't have money sitting to you know be able to afford that. So um, I, I guess when you're working with them, do you all talk to them about like the the business side of like? You know, for every um, like let's say you sell a thousand books or something to a bookstore, you should have a certain amount of money saved up that if we get whatever, 20% return, you'll be fine. Um yeah. like, how how are they safeguarding themselves? Or is that something that, you know, because the thing about indie publishing, especially, is like, you know, no matter how many resources that like IBPA has that there are out there, there are some things it's hard to teach every aspect of. And um it's like you literally, you'd like have to know there might be 20% you need to keep 20% of, you know, it's like, so how do you all prepare mm-hmm. them for that type of like surprise?
1: Yeah. So, um, our goal is for it not to be a surprise. All right. Um, we, one of my, so my team at SNS actually manages day-to-day relationships with all of our, um, distributed publishers And part of our mandate is to make sure that a publisher is prepared and ready for any risk that they may be taking uh, and to minimize help them minimize risk Uh, so we'll often use historical sales data um, looking at a specific type of book and and you know we know how that type of book historically has performed at a barnes and noble or at a walmart or a sam's club so we will We will advise, you know, if the opportunity presents itself for um, a significant buy from one of these types of retailers we will explain to the to the publisher what the average return rate is uh, for these types of books or this type of promotion or what the sort of um, options might be to minimize return exposure. Um, So it's a conversation that happens. Uh, We always make sure our publishers are comfortable and understand the, the deal they're about to make with a, with a, uh, retail partner. Um, and it's really, it's really just all about communication and making sure everyone's comfortable. Um, again, because our motto is really flexible, our, our sort of way of doing business is centered around flexibility. We don't force a publisher to do anything, right? We wouldn't force them to ship to a specific retailer if they're not comfortable with that, or we wouldn't force them, uh, into a co-op opportunity if they didn't think that there was enough uh, upside to that. Um, so it's it's a con- ongoing conversation and we make sure everyone's comfortable before we, we move into any kind of kind of big risk-taking opportunity.
0: Sure, yeah. And in terms of that relationship, you all have ideas for places where the books should be distributed. Um, so I'm assuming then the publisher can com- comes to you all sometimes and says, I think it would sell really well in coffee shops or something. Is that, do you all talk about stuff like that? Um, they have like a list of places and you have a list of places?
1: Oh, yeah, all the time. Um, and this is where a publisher's expertise and our expertise as both a publisher and distributor come into play and I think really create something great. Um, we are constantly talking about distribution goals which channels and accounts are um mission critical for a book where an author may hope to see their book uh, we talk a lot about regionality of titles um, seasonality of titles uh, and and uh where it makes most sense for them to to work and we're often uh given sort of uh, distribution goals i mean we, we hand that over to my colleagues in sales Uh, and, you know, kind of do regular check-ins to make sure that we're meeting um, objectives, meeting expectations.
0: Great. And then I know when you and I spoke before, we talked about there being uh, a publishing program is better if it's evenly distributed throughout the year. So you mentioned like, you know, let's say they specialize in holiday books or something like for, you know, Christmas or Hanukkah or something. Um, I mean, do you work with them in terms of like, okay, well, what, what can we do then the rest of the year to keep you all you know, publishing books that are also popular other times a year so that you're not just, you know, this one time a year super doing super well and then maybe struggling a little bit.
1: For sure. I mean, um, uh, many publishers, not all, have sort of a front list and a backless revenue stream. And so backlists can, of course, be seasonal and you can see a bump in your backlist. Let's say if you have a backlist title that uh, is directly tied to Valentine's Day that does really, really well. You're going to see that bump there or Easter, things like that. Uh, some backlist titles generate revenue consistently every month throughout the year. So that's super helpful as well. Uh, but on front list is probably where we are most collaborative because that's what we're sort of actively selling in on the nor- on the um, national account level on that, s- that sell on schedule. So we will... Um, Tip will often bring requirements from retailers when retailers are setting for certain holidays and will advise a publisher to make sure that they're aligned with retailer expectations. Um and then more broadly in terms of cadence of frontless revenue we will often advise a publisher particularly if you have titles that are very closely aligned content-wise to try to avoid sort of Competing with yourself uh, in a specific moment in time, you know, on on release, um, and you know, it's just general good practice to spread your your um, your front list out to ensure that that front list revenue is kind of evenly distributed, um, sort of in parallel with backlist revenue.
0: So we've talked about um, retail stores and bookstores and such. What about like direct to consumer? Is that something that you all handle too like 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 something like amazon like do do you take over the amazon account how does that
1: work we absolutely can um support direct-to-consumer sales uh it's something we do for many of our publishers and it's again one of those one of those really fun um added benefits that on top of retail and wholesale partnerships we can also facilitate uh, fulfillment of direct to consumer orders Um, when you join forces with with Simon and Schuster, uh, you you do become we become your vendor of record with all of the major national accounts, um, and it just streamlines the process for accounts to come to know who to go to uh, to place their order. So yes, you would fall you would be uh, Simon and Schuster's distributed client uh, with with an account like Amazon or Barnes and Noble, um, ReaderLink.
0: Okay, great. And then uh, sometimes flipping the script. Sometimes it may not be a good fit for a publisher to get traditional distribution. Um, can you explain, like, w- like what are the times when it might, like, a publisher just might not be good for that? Um, and to try to have them keep that in mind, if because I know they're sometimes they're hitting their head against the wall. They're like, I can't succeed unless I get traditional distribution, um, but. Might even be a good fit for them,
1: right? So, um, you know, I'm as someone who, you know, my career is in distribution. I I think it's a fantastic component of a, of the, the publishing landscape here. I definitely think all publishers should be thinking about distribution uh, as part of their business plan, um, exploring what options are out there, um, and, and throughout their sort of. Uh, evolution as a as a publisher um, and as you say chris not everyone is in this moment ready for distribution but the ways you can get yourself ready uh, is by making sure that you have a healthy stable business uh, that you know your cons- your customers that you know your market segment that you understand how to market and and um and reach those consumers uh and that uh, you're open to to growth. Um, that you're open and flexible and willing to grow potentially pretty rapidly uh, with a distributor. If you're uh, nervous about, well, not if you're nervous, but if you um, if you can't imagine your business taking on new risk, uh, if you don't see your books as books that should be living in a wide range of retail environments. Then maybe you're not ready, but um, but I would certainly encourage all publishers to kind of always revisit the topic, reevaluate if it's the right time, and to be talking to distribution distribution partners to understand what they're looking for, so that hopefully one day we can we can strike a deal.
0: (laughs) Yeah, great. Um, I want to ask we talk we're talking about bookstores. I think that's kind of the in people's head as publishers. I want to get my books in bookstores, but. Um, are there other interesting sales channels that you see where you're like people should be thinking about this? It's actually uh, a really great you know area that our a lot of our publishers sell books and they're just not thinking about that.
1: Oh sure, absolutely. We have at Simon and Schuster, I think a a world class specialty retail special markets uh, sales force. Um, so they are selling books into, especially to retail accounts like you know TJ Maxx and Urban Outfitters, Anthropology. Uh, but they're also um, working with um, with partners in the um, in the corporate space. So we have a premium sales uh, people who specialize in premium sales. We have an educational wholesale uh, group that focuses on the um, education channel and making sure that um educators have access to 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 books for their classrooms um you know I could I could continue on you know I came from actually the international sales group at Simon & Schuster that's where I started my career and uh the international channel is an incredible growth opportunity especially for small publishers that have never really given their books um exposure outside of of the U.S. Market there's a, a huge potential for growth um, if you can just get access to it and that's what Simon and Schuster offers.
0: And then how does something like translations work um, with with the books Do you all kind of work with the publisher about getting you know a Spanish language other languages um, versions of the books?
1: Uh, so some of our publishers do bring Spanish language editions to Simon and Schuster So often um, often publishers will, sort of maintain those those sub internally and slowly sell them, um, you know, license them out as they do. Uh, it's actually really helpful for us. So to know that you have um, licensed out uh, Mandarin is really, really helpful for our our team that's selling the English language edition in that marketplace. So it's helpful to have that information. And honestly, if you're selling sub rights in foreign languages, it indicates a pretty strong uh, Potential for your title in whatever language, whatever language we're selling, uh, but SNS, uh, it's definitely Spanish language is a really important um, uh, channel for for us to be um, growing, and we, we encourage publishers to uh, to do that, to to subwrite, to sub, excuse me, to sell uh, rights um, for foreign language, but to also maintain some of them and, and see how they work in the U.S. market. Yeah, and
0: um, right now when we're recording this, uh, the Frankfurt Book Fair is going on. So, do you all represent uh, your publishers' books at something like the Frankfurt Book Fair, or do they do that separately um, from their distributor?
1: A little bit of both. Um, uh-huh. So, our distributed clients have representation in our and at the SNS stand uh, at uh, uh, at Frankfurt. Actually, there are. Uh, several clients who are fe- have titles featured on s- big screens in our stand this year. Uh, we have lots of samples, and we're selling client titles uh, to international accounts from the Simon & Schuster booth. But we also have clients that want to, you know, represent their brand that maybe they have the money to do it uh, and have their own stand, have their own booths at, at Frankfurt, and are you know meeting with with uh, rights agents and meeting with the media and. Um, and representing themselves there as well. But it's it's kind of, um, they've kind of got it doubled up because we're also working on their behalf at the fair.
0: Interesting. Okay. Well, so before we finish, um, you know, I know there are a lot of indie publishers out there because I've talked to them uh, who, who are frustrated because they want traditional distribution. Um, you know, something like having it through Simon & Schuster would be so incredible for them, like you said, to get into these channels, um, So I just want to see, do you have any like words of encouragement for them or maybe advice, just kind of like the last, you know, thing to talk about in terms of like, you know, how can they make this dream come true to be able to work with someone like uh, Simon & Schuster?
1: Sure. So um, in terms of advice, I would... Kind of reiterate what I've mentioned earlier in our conversation. To be uh, constantly revisiting, it's not something that you necessarily be, need to be focused on every single day as you grow your business, but you know, as you reach new benchmarks for yourself, maybe that's getting books into Barnes and Noble or reaching Amazon top one hundred, or you know, whatever your goals are, um, as you are reaching those goals to reevaluate whether it's time to revisit that conversation with sns or to start doing research on uh which distributors seem to make most sense uh given your your profile as a publisher your size and what you're looking to accomplish Um, i would also encourage um you know publishers who are looking for distribution to again uh, and make sure that you know who your market is know who your consumers are your readers know how to reach those readers. And then when you do reach out to a distributor to explore partnership, that you make it clear uh, that you have um, a platform or a strong understanding of who your consumer is, you have maybe data to back up that that strength and that um connection with the consumer. And uh and yeah, and that you're open, you're open to to growth and you're ready, you're ready for it. Um, in terms of t- words of encouragement, I would, um, you know, I would just reiterate that Simon and Schuster is a really flexible partner um, in in publishing and distribution. Uh, we are about embracing uh, diversity uh, perspective. Uh, a perspective. Your diversity of the type in terms of the type of company that you are, the way that you structure your business, the way you work with authors, expectations you may have. Um, we're really kind of a a fun dynamic partner to be working with. Um, and I would encourage you to to keep Simon and Schuster in mind as you, um, as you explore opportunity uh, for partners to help you grow and, and get to the next level.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I just, I know IBPA, one of our big things is just access, um, you know, helping our indie publishers succeed. And this is such an exciting opportunity for them. So i'm just grateful that you all have something like this um and that you know you're embracing indie publishers um so uh, i just want everyone out there to know again the the website you should check out is si forward slash sns hyphen distribution and uh definitely check it out um you know give it a go um and uh, hopefully they'll get a chance to talk directly to you um and uh, you know they'll have a path to traditional distribution. Um, so, thank you. Uh, thanks for explaining how the process works to uh, to all the publishers out there.
1: Thank you so much, Christopher. And I also want to thank the IBPA for inviting me here. Um, it's been a pleasure and an honor. And I look forward to learning more about your members as they reach out.
0: Awesome. Yeah. I will expect uh, a flood of people after this. Um, so, but yes, I know. Um, well, uh, if anybody wants to learn more about the benefits of IBPA membership, you can visit ibpa-online.org and also make sure to subscribe to this podcast. Uh, we drop a new episode on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast the last Thursday of every month. Uh, Keith, thank you again. Again, um, you know, I you seemed like you really genuinely love books and like working with publishers. So thanks for providing this opportunity.
1: I appreciate it. Thanks for having me.